I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. Round two, fight. Welcome back, Kaniacs, to another playoff round two edition of the Storm Cellar. Our first round two episode ever, Ray. This is outstanding, Brad. Right? I, I, I love fun. it. I love everything about this. And we're jumping in a little bit early. Our regular record date is Saturdays. And uh, I think between the two of us, we kind of made an executive decision. Uh, you know, too much can pass now in this next few days that we can't leave things exam- unexamined. So we're going to take a quick wrap up around the league, look at the end of round one. We'll preview round two. We'll focus in a little bit on game seven for the Bruins and Canes. And we'll preview the excitement that is to come starting Wednesday with the Canes taking on the Rangers. Brad, the first round was sensational. I mean, when you can have five, uh, five of the eight series went to seven games and two of those went into overtime to be decided. It was, it was unbelievable. A fantastic, fantastic first round. This was the type of weekend, as far as game sevens go, that could really grow the hockey fandom and, you know, really increase the, the eyes on the games and so forth, especially when you consider how terrible the NBA game sevens were on Sunday. They were atrocious. They were unwatchable. And you then you juxtapose that with a game seven right here in my backyard that went to overtime and featured a team that had 67 shots on net. That was, that was uh, Ottinger's performance in that game. I, I, so Ray and I were supposed to record this the other night. I fell asleep, woke up, said, I'm just going to check in. Like, oh my gosh, like it's overtime. His Ottinger's performance in that last 10 minutes of the game might have been the best goaltending I've seen in decades. I mean, that was lights out without holy smokes without question and what you missed while you're getting a little bit of shut eye it was the same performance throughout that entire game really the flames brought so much firepower and could not beat ottinger the game never should have got to overtime he made at least 10 saves at least 10 that he had no business physically making like the, it was just not possible and he was putting up the stops by far in my humble opinion the best player in the entire first round you look at jake ottinger he needs the props because that was sensational and good on johnny goudreau who just uh, the pinpoint precise shot to finally beat him. And 
it sparks a, a wonderful, wonderful thing that we're looking forward to in round two. But we still, I, I won't go there just yet. We talked about we're, we're going to take care of round one. So that was fantastic. The Rangers over the Penguins, a little bit of controversy there. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, um, like, I don't know what, what was your take on this one? Like, I, I don't think I expected... I, even though I picked the Rangers to win when they got down three to one, I thought, wow, this one's over. Shesterkin wasn't playing. Mm-hmm. He allowed 28 goals in four, in four games. And yes, he played really quite well in game seven, but that was not a Vesna performance by any stretch of the imagination. Not at all. That was, I think my think my prediction was whoever won game three was going to win that series, which was Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And they, they, it was there for the taking. I mean, it, it was there. They got, they got Yari back. They got, you know, Crosby back and they and just came up, uh, just, you know, a day late, a dollar short. I mean, you know, and the Penns fans are up in arms because of that one. Uh, play behind the net. I, it was Lafreniere, I think, who kind of ripped the helmet off of the players, mm-hmm. uh, the Pens defenseman, who then had to leave the ice. Latang comes on for him, but is kind of lost in no man's land, and suddenly Zabanajad scores. And there's this feeling that they got kind of ripped off in that whole situation. And I can't feel bad for the Pens. You had a 3-1 series lead, guys. You had right. lots of times to put them away and couldn't. And couldn't. So right. it's, it is it's, what it it's is. Like, it's like blaming the refs, right? Mm-hmm. You do your job. The refs shouldn't be able to dictate who wins and loses, right? Yeah. But yeah, it, it's, it, that was tough. It was tough. Mm-hmm. Go back. Let's go back to Saturday real quick. The late night game. I know you picked the Kings over the Oilers, and really, this was a case of Connor McDavid just taking over the game, and that was really what it came down to. The Kings. I mean, Jonathan Quick was playing fantastic, making lots of big saves to kind of keep them close, but in the end, uh, the Kings just didn't just didn't have enough you know yeah and and to their credit though they they made it a seven game series where and i don't know i have to go back and look at what the, the general consensus was but i think a lot of people thought that they would you know be out a lot earlier than seven games they they i i think the oilers were really worried going into the game seven that they may just not have enough i mean that was you know it's just kind of a gut check time, right? And they and they came up. I'm I'm a little surprised that they did it. Uh, at the same time, you know, now in a few minutes we get to talk about the Battle of Alberta, which should just oh, be. <laughs> um, from from my end, uh, you mentioned earlier about the the NBA game sevens. Yeah, I didn't listen to sports radio all day today, but yeah. off and on, every time I got in the car, every time I was at my desk, uh, I was listening. And it was all Celtics, all Celtics sure. all the time. The only time I heard anything about the Bruins was, you know, 
when they did their, you know, their, you know, bumper update, whatever. I think bumper is the right term where they're yeah. going in and out of commercial. They're like, yeah, you know, going over blah blah blah. You know, hurricanes three Bruins two. You know, touch and rich didn't want to talk about it. Felger and Maz didn't seem to want to talk about it. I'm sure they did, and I just didn't catch it. Uh, but I definitely thought it was Boston's one of those towns where, and maybe all big markets are like this, but you know, one team gets eliminated and that's it. We're on to who's playing, right? Oh, we don't, yeah. You know, it's 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 as quick as we can get on to the next topic, which felt pretty good for me. Well, um, and the Celtics is a feel-good story considering that they were down in their series as well. Sorry for the cross-pollination, but they were down as well, and they won game six and seven uh, in convincing fashion as well. Yeah, like, yeah. they really took yeah. it to Milwaukee. So, um, yeah, you could see Boston not wanting to lament the Bruins Boston fans not wanting to lament the Bruins situation very much when they can look at the Celtics and see a very promising opportunity for a championship yeah. there. I will say the the only I only caught the tail end of it, but uh, Felger and Maz, very popular uh, radio show. He not just here in Boston, but nationwide, uh, discussing whether or not to replace David Cassidy as coach and whether or not the GM should be fired. So it's. It, wow. it, it's one of those things where now, now some of this is sports radio, right? Some of this is we, we need things to talk about to get ratings. Right. But at the same time, three, you know, two of the three guys were in agreement. Like, well, I think all three of them said the GM should go. And I think two of them said Cassie should go. And one of them was like, well, who, who's, who's better? Like you can bring in trots, right? He's, he's now a free agent, he is. but you, you have the fourth best defense in the league. How, how much better can your defense get? What you need is, you know, to, to switch up the offensive side of things. So yeah, uh, it just really, it was interesting from my perspective, being able to, you know, I always say like my favorite sport is tuning in sports radio up here because after a loss, it's the lowest of the lows. And after when it's the highest, of the highs. And sure. And today was just avoidance for the most part. Um, changing out a GM, I can't imagine that in Boston right now, considering the very first and foremost they have to figure out is what to do about uh, Patrice Bergeron. Is yeah. he coming back? I mean, that's that's a lot to put on a new GM's plate right off the top. And perhaps, perhaps it's a little bit hasty and maybe just fodder to, to talk about. Um, We'll very quickly uh, talk about the Toronto-Tampa situation. Um, I can't tell you how awful I feel for Leaf fans. Same. I, they, I really do. They, for maybe the first suffer. time ever, I really do. They, like, they, they suffer. They look at a team as strong as this one and believe that they could get it done. And the hardest part in all of this is who they drew in the in the series and drawing the two-time defending champs who are remain the champs until someone puts them out and it's a solid lineup through and through now they had their chances they had their leads they won games in tampa so it's not like they didn't have a chance to put them away and put them away when Vasilevsky is not playing his A game, you know? 
Like Vasilevsky right. was not anywhere near the Vasilevsky we've seen in in past playoffs until Game Seven, and then he was every bit and enough to to keep them out. I feel bad for Leaf fans because they they deserve uh, they they deserve at least one series. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah, they they. I deserve to get into the next round at the very least. And they've got lots of questions to answer now. Uh, and I, I, like I said, this is the first time I've ever honestly really felt bad for Lee fans. And, and I do, because we've made, I've made some good friends here with the show um, on Twitter and stuff who were big Lee fans. I, I, my heart breaks for them. Um, I'm sure your household is, you know, suffering through some of that. It's tough. But, but the questions you're right is, do you need to blow up what you got there? I mean, you break got, it down you, to build it up. Yeah, you, you still got how it was forty million in payroll on the first line. Yeah, it, is that gonna do it? Because so far it has not. I that's I'm yeah, I don't want to be that GM. Oh my no, goodness. no, that, that they've got a tough sledding to go. Uh, they have a few problems on their D. Uh, they have this huge payroll. I mean, just off the top of my head, I think Nylander might be someone that they could deal to maybe fill some of the gaps or whatever. But man, oh man, that's and the salary know, cap's only going up like a million bucks. So it's yeah, it's so not like you're gonna you know it's not like you're gonna go up four or five million and bring in a new name without somebody going out. Exactly. So I mean, they're they're hamstrung a little bit. Uh, a, it, a little it's you know not that much different than we've talked in the past about you know edmonton like you know do you do you have to blow it up to rebuild because if you're the gm that does that and it doesn't work Oof. you you know forever hated by you know four and a half million toronto fans 100 percent. it's 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 not going to be easy not going to be easy at all let's uh let's jump into that because we're going to we're going to take a look at Game 7 for the Bruins and Canes a little bit in a bit. Let's jump into the preview and what we're looking at ahead here. Um, let's, uh, let's, start with, uh, let's start in the West. And uh, we'll, we'll go with Colorado-St. Louis. What is your take on this one? This is kind of an intriguing situation, mostly because of Bennington. And just how lethal St. Louis was in putting Minnesota away. Very impressive performance. Very impressive. Yeah, so I, I predicted the Wild was going to take this because I said they just, the firepower is there. Yep. But the Blues team that showed up, who's been a good team all year, yeah, is really good. Better than I think I gave them credit for. So... Mm-hmm. You know, the Avalanche aren't going to walk through this in four. And, the, no. and and I've already seen, you know, oh, you know, Avalanche in four, Avalanche in five. I don't think so. I, um, the Blues, I think, are going to give the Avs fits. You know, the, the, the Avs were so good in the regular season. Yeah. That in, in Nashville tried, you know, they, they did their best, but Nashville was just outclassed. No question. But now you're getting into, the blues, you know, depending on who advances, maybe the flames, like you, you know, then maybe get, come out of the, you know, East, maybe is a Carolina or a Florida team. 
the 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 ab situation you know round one is not going to define their playoffs this year that was that was a gimme putt I'm gonna oh, cross no pollinate question. with golf because my son's taking golf lessons. I love that. that that's yeah. a that's a gimme putt. It is right now. You're in the sand. You know, <laughs> you're you're 80 yards from the hole, and, and you're gonna have to make it count. You know, no question. And 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 St. Louis, I think this one kind of rides on Bennington, doesn't it? Like he has to. He kind of recaptured his form from you know a Stanley Cup championship. And that's better goaltending than Nashville was able to put up. And they've got a stronger, more balanced lineup with lots of scoring kind of throughout. They're a team that has tons of secondary scoring. This is going to be a great series. Anyone thinking that the Avs are going to have this one in four or five are just a, that's a great disservice to the Blues. I think that at a minimum this one goes six i i think the abs win it but they win it in six i would not be surprised one iota if it's st louis coming out winning this one and causing more grief for the abs it would not surprise me one little bit this is going to be a great series i i think this comes down to two things a uh, goaltending um, Kemper in the first round had a 1.63 GAA. Bennington had a 1.67. I mean, they're, they're right there together. Um, Goaltending's one, and then special teams is two. The Avs power play was lights out. I mean, 43.8% against Nashville, yeah. which is, I mean, oh my God, right? Yes. If if it's a if if they continue to get the penalty calls that they have traditionally gotten the last couple of years, yeah, who can beat them if you're you know yeah. if if they're putting up those kind of numbers? Yeah. That being said, the Blues have a pretty good penalty kill in the first round, eighty three point three percent, and they're winning almost fifty two percent of faceoffs. So I think if if this is a five on five series, it's yeah. going to be really tight. If this becomes a run and gun. With the Blues taking trips to the box, then the Avs, you know, are, are going to make it a little easier because, uh, you know, O'Reilly, Tarasenko, and Bushnevich need to step up, right? They, oh, they, need, no they, they, they need to step up and become, you know, put up points the way that McCarr and McKinnon are. So, And, and discipline is going to be really key in this one because power play opportunities for the Avs are just, you're asking you're just asking for trouble. It's going to be, uh, that's going to be a great series. Another great series still in the West. Uh, it's not happened since 1991. 1991, the last time the Calgary Flames and Edmonton Oilers uh, met in the playoffs. It is going to be uh, as exciting as Game 7 was for the Flames last night. That is how every single game is going to be between Edmonton and Calgary. These teams are intense, they are talented, and they hate each other. That makes for good hockey. Rivalry, it does make for good hockey. And there is no rivalry anywhere in any sport and that, that matches 
the intensity that this series is going to bring. I think if if there are people listening that are not necessarily hockey fans or are just new to it or whatever, do yourselves a favor, stay up late if you have to, if you live out on the East, stay up late, or at the very least record the game and watch. You will be treated to just amazing hockey. I have the Flames pulling this one out in seven. It, no matter what, it is going seven games. There's just no two ways about it. The, um, the rivalry is great. I, I think the Flames have enough, and I'm giving, them, I'm giving them the edge based on Markstrom over Smith as far as the goaltending goes. That, but that's, that's where I went this, to in the series too. Yeah, but um, but understand this: the Oilers have made Markstrom look like a sieve, <laughs> like just absolutely terrible. And the, I mean, the, the, we're talking a game that where the Oilers score six times on Markstrom before the end of the second period. <laughs> now they lost that game nine to six because. <laughs> Their goaltending was not very good, but this is the type of excitement and scoring that these two teams have. It's going to be outstanding. I, it's going to be the same thing as the other series out West. It's going to be Smith and Markstrom who can hold up their end of the bargain. And then Calgary's power play was, I mean, we talk about the Hurricanes power play being bad. Calgary's power play rate was 8.3%. Oof. Out, of 16, so out of 16 teams, it was 14th. And that includes Nashville in there. I mean, and that's so unlike them. That speaks to mm-hmm. how great Ottinger was. I mean, because he was just a brick wall. Yeah, <laughs> it, you know, it, it's going to be that. It's going to be Goudreau stepping up and, yep. and going toe to toe with McDavid and Drysaddle in terms yep. of, of getting goals in the net. Uh, Evander Kane was a big. You know, he. I think he led Edmonton in goals that series. I think with five. Yeah. So, you know, he's playing really well. Uh, there's going to be some tough ma- there, There's going to be <laughs> tough matchups. Uh, I see Kane and Kachuk squaring off uh, with some intense play against each other. I also see the Oilers, Cassian and uh, Lucic for the Flames going at it pretty heavy. There's going to be some big hits in this. It's going to be. It's going to be a, a great series and well worth checking out. I, I've got the Flames in seven. Um, and you're, you're picking the Flames as well? Is that I, am I, I am for you? No, I, I think I, I picked the Flames to come out of the West. There you I'm go. sticking to that. I, when they're on, they are scary good. Scary good. As good as the Abs, as good as Ford, as good as the Canes. And so no they just need to get it together and do their thing. But I, I agree with you. I think it's going seven. If it goes six, I'd be a little surprised. It's certainly not going less than that. Disappointing. But I think the, I think the yeah, I, I think the, I, I will be staying up to watch these games for sure. No question. Absolutely. Um, if you want a, a, a lighter version of the Battle of Alberta, how about check out the uh, Battle of Florida? And I say that in jest. I say lighter version. This is going to be another amazing series as well. Two-time Stanley Cup champions 
who are taking on a team that is loaded for bear, won the President's Trophy, Florida Panthers. And this one, until, until Saturday night, I thought Florida, sorry, I thought the Florida was going to be in trouble against the Lightning. And then Point is injured. And I think not having Point in the lineup will be enough to tip the scales to the Florida Panthers, um, to the Florida Panthers winning the series. Uh, being without Braden Point, who has been outstanding in the playoffs for the last three years, and having him go down the way he did, you certainly do not like to see injuries like that happen. But um, Bobrovsky has stood tall when he needed to. I think it was a little surprising that the Capitals gave them as much trouble as they did. I certainly didn't see that going six games. I, I, and I, Washington did a great job against them. And in the end, though, uh, Verhage was, holy cow. I mean, the, the lineup that Florida puts out on a nightly basis, there's another one that is just up and down the roster full of potential scoring and talent and responsible D. I, I'm going to pick the Panthers to win this one. Um, but, man, that's, I think that one might end up going seven as well, even I without have, point. Wow. I, I have the Panthers winning this one for and I can't believe this is true for one primary reason. Ray, the Panthers power play for the entire six game first round, 0.0%. How? They went, they, they won a six game series without and went like, single... it was, it was, it was like over like 12 on the over 13 on the power play. Man. If, if, if they get, 10%, if they can get back up to, you know, 18, 20% like they were in the regular season, I mean, that's just vicious. I, I it think, is. I think the Lightning, uh, I think the Leafs gave the Lightning every bit of, you know, what the Lightning could, could, you know, could stomach. They were able to hang tough, but Florida, no offense, Leaf fans is not, you know, the Panthers are not the Leafs. And if Florida gets that power play clicking, I, I don't see, the light in three peating on that one. I, yeah. I, I, I just think Florida is just that good. They're that good, that strong, that solid. Um, okay, so we've covered everything not hurricane related. Let's focus on so. our yeah. boys. I mean, this is the storm seller, this is what we love, but we just, you know, we got to show our chops too, right? I mean, we know a lot, we know enough about hockey that we could talk you know, intelligently about the other series, but let's focus on why we get together in the cellar. Uh, game seven, Bruins versus Canes. Um, I only have one thing to say. Uh, it's a message to Brady Shea. Brady, I don't know what type of stick you're using. Uh, you need to get a new contract with another stick maker because that stick exploding with 20 seconds left 
and well, not the the stick exploded with 40 seconds left in the game of a 3-1 game. My prediction was coming true, and Brady Shea's stick explodes, resulting in the 3-2 goal and the longest 20 seconds of our lives as Canes fans. I when I saw his stick explode, Ray, my first thought was that pass was Dairy Queen soft serve soft. How <laughs> on earth did that stick shatter? I mean, clearly it, it, it had to have been fractured somehow. And he just didn't realize it earlier did. because that puck wasn't moving that fast. And I was like, it, are you kidding me? He wasn't blocking and the shot. It, right. He's just intercepting. The, I mean, it, it was nothing to it. And then when he looked and said, can I make it to the bench? My word of warning to him would be, Trochek's trying to hand you a stick, like yes. head on the swivel. I, I keep your body in there. I know there's 40 seconds to go. I know we have a two goal lead, but David Poshnok buried it. And oh. you're right. Those that last 21.3 seconds, I think it was. The Bruins, I mean, give them credit. They they oh. saw the opportunity and they sure tried to capitalize. They were so close to tying that game. And I'm telling you right now, Brad, if they tie that game, it's the Bruins that move on. I, I guarantee you, if they tied that game with two seconds left, it would have put a pall on the fans. It would have shook to the core the team, and it would have devastated Granta. It would have. But he made some sensational saves in there, and the D was laying down, and they did everything they could to keep it out, and they won the game. But I, I was so scared. Like I, 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 I was nervous. It was, I was. It was unbelievable that game. Props to the Bruins, uh, with the exception of Marshawn. I, I can't. But the good news is my prediction prior to the game was 100% on. If you shut down Marchand, which they did, yep. he had no points. He was a plus two. In four games in Carolina, Marchand had one assist and was, a, and was overall, I think, a negative one. In the oh. three games in Boston, he had 11 points. He had 10 points. He was one amazing. in Carolina. So it, it, it came down to that. The, the only other thing I would really want to say about game seven was there's been a lot of back and forth. The Brendan Smith hit. That that's 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 an elbow. Like that that's a major. It was. It a hundred percent. I agree with Bruins fans. That should have been called. It should have been. So should have Charlie McAvoy's slew foot on Brady Shea, who I thought no may have taken question. Brady Shea. Th- those are those are both five minute majors, game Absolutely. misconducts and suspendable. How they weren't, I I don't know. I don't. The referees in both cases saw them. I, I don't know. So what were they looking at? They were staring yeah, right I, at the place. You know, that, that's how guys get hurt. And, and we don't want that for either team. So no, uh, the, the officiating was bad in both directions throughout the series. No with missed calls and things. Th- this is going back to what I said earlier. You know, if, if you're hoping that the referee's going to give you a makeup call or something, and that's how you're going to win the game, then that's what you're leaving it up to, right? Yeah. The Canes put themselves in a position where they were up three, I'm sorry, up by two, and didn't give them that. And 
I mean, we we got to talk about Max for a second. Max Domi. Max, Max Domi better we late were. than never. And how excited were we? I remember us recording an impromptu show with the deal being made, bringing Max Domi in. I'm driving in the dark four and a half hours north a year, and we're talking things through. And it was, we were so excited. And it just didn't really materialize until Rod put a line together that I think is the answer. Trochik, Teravinen, and Domi were fantastic in Game 7. They were amazing. So many opportunities. They could have scored a couple more between that lineup. And I think that's what we're looking at here for our, our for the next series. We got our so. lines set and leave them where they are because you've you found it. You found the connection. And Domi, so excited for him. You know, yeah, he we, loves we said that night, Carolina. Like you said, we we were because because you we were just talking on your phone. And we said if we're getting the Ty Domi on the Ty, I keep wanting to call him Ty Domi. If we, if, <laughs> I, I like Ty Domi. Ty was in the building too. Yes. If we get the Max Domi of from Montreal, then we're all yeah. in on this. Then that's great. It is. And, and we and and up until Game Seven, I was like, oh, I wish we would have gotten that Max Domi because we didn't. Yeah. But then he, he gets put with Trocheck and Terrabine and has a three point night, two beautiful goals. Oh man! And and now you can see if the you know if things work out well for the Hurricanes, <laughs> Todd Wattell's gonna look like a genius because yeah. that felt like um that felt like such a non move move, right? That if if Max gets his touch back and and he certainly looks more than capable uh, after that game, holy smokes! You know it was so funny and because he. Domi was getting a little bit of second uh, second unit power play time every now and again, but for the most part, he stayed on the fourth line, and he just kind of, I don't know what inspired Rod to put him up into line two with, with Trocek and Teravainen. I don't know what inspired him, but it was like, it just, oh, you know, you know, hallelujah moment because Domi was sensational. And now that he's had that success, I think that could be the wheel. You know, it's like a snowball, right? Going down. It's, like, It'll just get it's better confidence, better. right? Yes. And in the opposite direction, even the broadcasters in, T- in game seven saw this. I, I'm sure you heard it. Everybody listens, heard it. They're leaving Marty Natchez open because he won't shoot. Exactly. Marty Natchez either needs to, uh, whatever you have to do, find him every time he passes instead of shoots. You know, it's 50 bucks a pass every time you pass up a shot. If he, if his confidence is that far shot, you don't want to break the kid. But put in Lawrence or put in Stepan. Don't. Yeah. uh, Right now, is there is Marty Natchez giving you anything 
offensively or even really defensively that you can't get from somebody else who at least is going to go out there and and take the shot and and try and make plays because I'm and I'm not saying Marty's not trying but no 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 he he is completely invisible in all the 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 only the only thing I can tell you about is I didn't see him make a drop pass to the Bruins so that's a win it is a win I but, I, but he, what what else does he bring right now that the fact that they they they, they kept him in and swapped out on. Um, uh, Stepani, I'm. I, I was like, why is Nate just out there? He's. I mean, it, I think his confidence is just shot for this year, and he just needs to, to clear his head over the summer and come back fresh and see what happens. Yeah, but I, I just don't see why he's in the lineup versus those other guys who have shown when they're in the lineup, they look to take full advantage. You know, he got a little bit of penalty kill time, and I wonder if that's not just because of his general quickness and his ability to pressure the puck. I mean, the the hurricane penalty kill is all about pressure on the puck as quickly as you can, and he's got quick feet. So that might be why he gets the that. nod. But it, to me, I mean, he was so wide open, skating in, un, unguarded. No one was near him, and instead of putting on a and he's got a great shot. That's the most frustrating part. He has got a fantastic shot. Use it. Use the weapon and skill that you have, Natus. Please, please. And it, it, it's. I, I don't want to be like the fans that are in the stands yelling, "Shoot!" shoot all the time but for him when he gets the opportunity put the puck on net at the very least throw it on net and see if you can't get one of those juicy rebounds right because we've got guys going to the net it works you put the puck in the goaltender's mm -hmm. feet and things can happen it, things it's can like happen. earlier in the year when tuvo wouldn't shoot right yes so so so, so tuvo's Getting in there and he's he's wanting to dish to Aho. And as much as I love that combo, I think putting him with like Trocek and Domi, it's like taking away his his, his safety blanket, right? Yeah. Like you know, you're kind yeah. of the big boy on this line. Like like if, if there's a goal score on this line, it's it's really kind of you. Yep. You need to shoot. And when he shoots, <laughs> he's got a wicked shot and he That's and he, so he, he scores points. So uh, overall, really happy with it. My my flag is still flying on the house. It's not been Excellent. torn down. Good, good, uh, good. I have not seen eggs or shaving cream or anything else on the house, uh, which is great. So I'm glad to hear things that. have gone I'm well. Glad to hear that for sure. Uh, the good news for me is all the Rangers fans, most of the Rangers fans, they live in Cary, so they're nowhere near Boston. <laughs> so there you go. We have the and Battle of Alberta. The Bruins, we have the Battle the... of Florida. We have the Battle of like Raleigh and Kerry to preview now. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, Canes versus the Rangers. Uh, one thing about Boston fans, they hate the Rangers too. So you might have a thing. They kind of hate everybody. That. I mean, oh, they don't, they true. hate Montreal. <laughs> they hate Detroit. You know, with hate Toronto, yeah, Buffalo. Original, the list kind of yeah. goes on and on. Yeah, there it goes. You know, of the four remaining series, 
unless you are a Canes fan like us, I'm going to say something bold. This might be the least intriguing of the series, to be perfectly honest. Um, the Hurricanes are a deep, deep lineup. I, I have this one in my, in my eyes. I see Canes winning this one in six. Shesterkin is going to have to play a much, much, much better game. He allowed 28 goals, 28 goals in seven games against the Pens. And they didn't have Crosby in some of those games too. I mean, they made him look just terrible. And the Hurricanes with a relentless forecheck. And that's the key. I don't think the Rangers could handle the sustained pressure that the Hurricanes can bring over and over and over again, especially five on five. Now, the Hurricanes stay out of the damn box, okay? When you're playing five on five, there's, you can play with anyone, anyone in the league. I'm talking to you, Avs and Panthers and Lightning. I mean, honestly, there's no one we can't play with five on five. But, and our penalty kill is great. We don't have to keep proving it all the damn time either. Pardon my language. I mean, it's, it's a great penalty kill that works well, but you can't end up having games like we did, like we did against Boston where we're taking nine penalties. I'm sorry, Zabanajad, Kreider, uh, Panarin, the bread man, Mm-hmm. I mean, Fox, those guys are going to make you pay. Make you pay. Be smart. Stay out of the box. Play a five-on-five five game and skate the Rangers into the, just into oblivion. Into uh, oblivion. 100%. I, I think this is a six-game series for the Canes. I think the Canes' depth of scoring and the fact that they can roll four effective lines is what's going to separate them from the Rangers in this series. Goaltending, Shesterkin, if he plays like the Vesna winning goalie that he, I think he's going to, you know, I think that's his to lose. Uh, once we find out, uh, Ronta has to match that. And so far he has. Uh, everybody's asking about when's Freddie coming back. Uh, I'm, my hot take for the series is I want Freddie back because I want Freddie on the bench. Backing up Ronta, who has played exceptionally well, yeah, so that uh, Piotr can go back and maybe win a Calder Cup with the Wolves. There you go. Because now you you kind of jumped in. I was gonna I was gonna put you on the spot, but I think I know your take right now is, and you uh, you put this um, you put this out to our uh, Twitter followers as well. It is this next series. Ronta's or is it Freddy's? Do you throw him in? Uh, I don't even know if he's ready. I don't like. Is he's, there he's, a he definitive? Is not There's there has been uh, PR with the media that has said that he will be available for round two. That might mean game seven of round two. They there's yeah. He, what we do know the things that we know for sure. One, he has not skated. Right. Right. That, that's the major one. Two is Rod said, I'm not going to give you an update until he has a practice in. 
Well, right. games are coming every other day. He's not going to get a practice in unless it's a, a solo practice with the goalie coach, right? Right. Those are the facts. The 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 things that we can kind of make some assumptions on are he struggled with MCL issues before. Mm-hmm. This is likely an MCL issue. He has been out for what about almost a month now. Almost, a month, and that's yeah. normally a four to six week recovery time. So as good as he was during the regular season. If you just give him a couple of days on the ice kind of by himself or in a light workout with the team and then throw him in there, A, I worry about him re-injuring it. Yeah. And B, Ront has been an absolute stud in net for you. He's been so great. You, you, you ride the hot goaltender. I mean, right? We, we often allude back to 2002 and 2006. And what did you do? You know, when Ront is giving you 2.37 goals against and a .927 save percentage, He's he's your starter until he can't do yeah. that. It's, to me, <laughs> yeah. it's not. And and seventy eight percent or so of people agree with us, and I think eight percent just wanted Peter to go, Peter to go back down so they can get in a fight because he looks like he's sure. probably itching. Uh, <laughs> and then then you bring knuckles. Lafontaine up and let Lafontaine sit sit in the back room. Um, but uh, you know, to to me, it's this is all going to be about Ronta playing the way he's playing because he's been phenomenal. The fact that you can get scoring from three lines consistently and the fourth line when you can. Yeah. Home, home ice. I've never seen a series where home ice was important as last time, but it goes to show you how good the stall line is of shutting yeah. down the opposition. Yeah. You have to take advantage of that, right? No question. I'm thinking six because I, I expect you to win all three of your home games. I expect to steal one in New York. Steal one for sure. And, and, I- and and mitigating their firepower, but it's it, it, a lot of it comes back to Igor, which is kind of what you were saying. Yeah, if he plays, you know, if if he's giving you, I forgot what his you know goals above expected was from the season. If he's playing that kind of hockey, the biggest problem the Canes will have is it reminds me of the like the miracle of Molson. Right? Yeah, Theodore's playing out of his mind. You just have to get the first one or two past them, and then you get confidence. You break so, the dam. In, in in game one, I would like to see them get a few goals in to just get the confidence, break the dam, know that he is beatable, yeah, and then just play your game. A hundred percent, hundred percent. Aquia, I just gotta, uh, I will put you on the spot with this. Aranta, did you see him after the game? After game seven? Oh, happy as I'll the get pure, out with a little girl. The pure oh, man. joy, the pure joy that he had. And he was experiencing that is a harbinger of good things to come because that type of happiness, uh, it just, it brings on confidence in yourself. You know he, what I mean? He like, looks this really was comfortable his, in that role he, now. He does. Right? And he, it was, this was his first series. It was his yeah. first series and he carried the load. Even right. though he was injured. I mean, uh, Chekhov, thank you for your efforts. Securing game two and your efforts in game three, they were outstanding, but Ranta was the man. And, yep. and for to somebody have that confidence, it was great. For somebody to be brought in, like you're kind of the expected number two, right? Yeah. You're, you're the number two guy behind Freddie. That's been his role. Now it's you're the guy. And he mm-hmm. seems to be taking full advantage of it. He seems to be relishing it. You're right. He looked. Some of it is 
the happiness, right? Because that feeds into confidence. And that kind of, you know, that self-fulfilling prophecy of he looks really comfortable is the best I would see it. Even even the one the Bruins dinged off the pipe, you know, sometimes, you know, the goalie will kind of look back and kind of like kind of give a little head shake, like, oh, I can't let that happen. He, yeah, you know, cool, calm, collected, just kept doing his thing. Uh, the big scrums are for the net. Those last 20 seconds, I'm sure his heart rate was lower than mine. Uh, you know what? Yeah, it, it had to have been. Uh, we, we were all in a panic, and he was cool as a cucumber. He was fantastic. You, you know who he looked as cool as? Mm. Kachetkov. Oh, wow. Because that kid has ice in his veins. And he, he but and that's kind of the way Ron's, you know, Ron's just like, I'm this, this is my net, man. It's my net, my job. You're not putting it past me. And he was sensational. Some of those saves. Gumby, Gumby goaltending. A straight split on that one mm-hmm. two-on-one. How did he do that? Hall is like looking at him going, that was a goal. That I mean, you he, re- he read that and anticipated that perfectly. 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 He was outstanding. Brad, I know we said we were going to try to keep, <laughs> we were talking before, and we said we'd try to keep this to a half an hour. We should know better. You and I <laughs> love our hockey so much, and we've covered everything. Uh, we certainly hope that our listeners will en- enjoy this. Um, it's always fun. It kind of impromptu, but you're all set. Tune in, listen in. You'll be set for the uh, upcoming series, and uh, really, is there anything else left to say, Brad? I, I have two things. Oh. Uh, one is Saturday we will be joined by Corwin, who is a Bruins fan. Oh, uh, wow. Who, who we're going to have fun talking to, I think. Cool. Uh, so I, I think that'll be really fun to, to, to do a little back and forth. and make, So we, you may get a little more uh, series analysis out of us next week. Sure. Uh, and go Canes. Go Canes. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Ray and I greatly appreciate your support in helping us produce an informative and fun podcast. As always, we'd like to say that we believe hockey is for everyone. Whether you're a caniac or a bunch of jerks doesn't matter, as we're just a couple of jerks anyway. We would love to hear your questions, comments, and suggestions. We will do our best to answer anything hockey-related. You can reach us via email at stormseller97 at gmail.com. On Twitter, we are at stormseller97. And on Facebook at facebook.com slash stormseller97.